0: And welcome to Blaze Pod. It's Monday, 18th of January. My name is Ben, and here once again is Andrew. How you doing, mate?
1: All right, a bit of normality.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. After that, that weirdness of us winning a few games, yeah, it's uh, brought back to earth with a yeah. I don't know if a crash, more a. I don't know, something something inelegant, which is basically how we played yesterday, I think.
1: I just, just, I've just switched Sky Sport. I always put Sky on when we're uh, talking to see if there's any breaking news, and the match is on now, so yeah, I'll keep it having is. a glance over and seeing some of our wonderful moments from yesterday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, should we just do the Newcastle game again on this episode, Soon <laughs> as that was much more enjoyable, but I suppose one silver lining, we are now halfway through the season, so... We only have to do all this again for the rest of the season, and yes, then it's over. That.
1: Yeah. you're forgetting about our trip to Wembley,
0: though. Uh, I'm only talking about the league. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm all, uh, I'm fully in on the FA Cup. We'll, we'll definitely talk about that at some point today. But yeah, we are going to unfortunately have to talk about uh, a three-one defeat to uh, to Spurs. A reverse of the scoreline the last time we played them. At Bramall I think their first win at Bramall since 1975 or something ridiculous. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Crazy scene. So we're going to talk about that, um, and then we also have another memorable match in the second half of the podcast. You're looking forward to. Um, we're graduating to a Blades win this week, a memorable Blades win. So hang on for that, and where you will yes. now talk about this game against Tottenham. Um, I mean, I'll just you just start by telling me how you how you felt or how you feel. After that one, and we'll go from there.
1: I just think we went back to normal. I mean, I've seen people say we played a bit better and stuff, and I don't think we really created any chances other than the goal, proper chances. And I think Tottenham, if they wanted to, at the end, could have probably had another four. To be honest, I thought I just we just we just we just completely outclassed. I think, and nothing to do with. There's a lot of pointing and stuff, and we'll come on to, to players and stuff. But to me, we just we just completely out of his depth, aren't we? Yeah, against teams like this in particular. We might have to start pointing
0: quite early in this podcast. Actually yes. Cause, yes. Um, so, you know, I actually, I, I slightly disagree. I actually thought uh, a lot of yesterday was okay. Like, not good, but okay. I thought, like, the first half was one of our better halves of the season. Like, probably, like, the top five or six best we've played in a half, I guess. We've been much, much worse going forward. I will caveat I that. have been
1: less dangerous. I, I think, I'm just watching it now, uh, for instance, and... We're putting moves together and stuff, and we had a bit of a spell just before they scored by the looks of it, you know, um, where we, you know, Fleck had a shot, didn't he, from fairly mm. long way out, and then I think, was it uh, Norwood? Or, or no, Burke. But they weren't proper, proper chances, and I always got the feeling that Tottenham, if they wanted to, could have, without we signing to sound like Leandre, <laughs> uh-huh. I, I did think that Tottenham did look dangerous when they went forward, and I think it just showed with the goal, the second, our goal. We score and you think, oh, we're back in it. And then, you know, Tottenham just like, oh, we better score, finish yeah, they, the game off. They, they, and I felt like that's what it's been like all season,
0: really. Yeah, I guess so. They'd not even finished the replay of our goal, had they, before uh, <laughs> it was almost in our net at the other end. Um, yeah, yeah, I just I think so. I, the attacking approach in this one, going up against Spurs, who, you know, are title challengers, they're like a couple of points off the top of the league now. I think this is a game where we we had to like try some uh, long range shots, um, and yeah, we did. Yeah. And you know, we ended up with 15 shots in the game, which is only two less than we took against Newcastle. Obviously, as you say, we didn't create anywhere near as good chances as we did against that one. But then, um, almost every team is better than Newcastle, I'd say, and Spurs certainly are. So, I I, I quite like that approach. You know, we weren't afraid to um, to to try shots from difficult areas, and yeah, I definitely feel. It, I think if you look at uh, recently if you look at the Palace away game Everton at home Burnley away we posed more of a threat and
1: I think played better football in this game as well but oh my so god slow the slow. defending I, mean, I thought we got into good positions and just saw it was so slow but that's that's, that's us isn't it you know mm-hmm. what I
0: mean yeah I mean I'm not saying we were great by any means but um, I did think it was slightly better mm-hmm. um, but yes the defending dear god the defending I mean it's just We've talked before about like how it is just a joke now, like as in we we yeah. practically laugh at times with what happens to us. I mean, you know, we concede from our concede from the first corner, and it's just it's just a dreadful bit of defending. And I think this is probably the point where we have to talk about Ramsdale.
1: Um, well, I think it started before, yeah, before you got into the goal, so the, the 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 mood of the match was. Sort of he uh, started with Ramsdale's slice clearance, didn't it? Under no pressure
0: at oh, all. That was after thirty yeah. seconds and he he just kicks it essentially to the edge of his own box where it goes to Kane and we're we lucky essentially that we're able to yeah. to get it away. But I mean I said last week he just needs a clean sheet and you know, you think that <laughs> that might be the um the striker the goalkeeper equivalent of the striker who gets one that, you know, bounces in off his backside
1: kind of thing and yeah, goes on a yeah, run. Yeah. But I think this was his worst game of the season. He was I did, absolutely yeah. all over the place. So I've got that rain down myself and I didn't know if I'd been to wash. I think this is the, the the dodgiest he's looked. Yeah. And there's so I think there's well let's just run through
0: what was bad, I suppose. But yeah, that, that first goal, I mean he makes a very good save that forces that leads to the corner. Yeah. Um, you know, that is a, a good shot, but I think it's Bergwine and um, yeah, pushes, that's right, yeah. pushes it over the bar. But then the corner it just it lands in our six yard box essentially. Serge Aurier, who is uh, and I look this up. He's five foot seven. He's he's not a um, a oh, giant of a central yeah. defender. Um, uh, excuse me, a giant of a fullback. Yeah, and he outjumps Bogle and heads it into the net. Ramsdale. I think it's more Bogle's fault than Ramsdale's that goal, but I don't think Ramsdale covers himself in glory either. So there's a trend here. This is a good point to to get into what I want to talk about here, and I think it's there's this grey area or, or there's like a margin between. Um, uh, Ramsdale had no chance, and Ramsdale made a mistake. And I, I feel like the the conversation around Ramsdale you, you, it tends to fall into one of those two camps, doesn't it? It's like the the shot was in the corner; he had no chance, or it's he should have saved that. He made a mistake, but I, I think mm-hmm. where he is is he's just it's just not giving himself the
1: best possible chance to save some of these shots. That, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I, I think I said it's to you didn't I yesterday? It's a really hard one to describe. And what I'd say is. I don't think he's been. I don't think you can point the finger at the majority of goals we conceded at Ramsdale, but I don't think he's covered himself. He's not. I can't think of many times he's pulled off saves that he shouldn't have. Yeah, he's just not helping himself with you know with
0: his positioning, with the you know the technique of um, yeah. of diving, I suppose as well. I mean, it's not the reason we lost three one yesterday. I'm, I'm only no, no, really no. singling him out because it was a. Um, uh, I guess just as sort of, uh, well, just one of the classic performances from him so far, where I just think, like, yeah. you know, if you'd just done that a little bit better, you might have saved that. Like, you might have put yourself in a better position to yeah. save it. Um, but
1: yeah. And this is it. I don't think he's made any sort of errors, sort of um, Lee Baxter. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. To, to, to quote, uh, to quote uh, uh, something from the past. I don't think he's made any errors to that degree or anything like that. There's not, no, no, no Henderson's against Liverpool or anything like that, for instance. But. Mm. Every goal, not every goal, but a lot of the goals that have gone in, you're thinking, yeah, yeah, I can't really point the finger at him. But as you say, if he just does something a little bit better there, he probably can save it. I've just seen the second goal. second goal just gone in. Mm. And there's a lot of talk about him being off his line, isn't there? Yeah. And, And it's harsh because, you know, it comes out... And people, I've heard the argument saying, well, yeah, but he didn't know Norwood were going to lose it. But there's quite a gap between Norwood losing it yes. and then taking it to the edge of the area, and he's still off his line. I think that is pretty poor goalkeeping, to be honest. Yeah. Um, all
0: right, get on to that one in just a second. Yeah, so we are just. Sorry, co- I'm
1: jumping here because, like I said, I'm just in front of you. Yeah, well,
0: we're going to do a real time <laughs> podcast about this match, it turns out, which it definitely doesn't deserve. Um, no. Yeah, so I mean, this this corner, it's, it's, this is what I mean. He, it seems to be, you know, he has his hands on, I think, on Ampadu rather than, you know, coming and challenging for the ball. And so it's just, you know, as soon as the defender gets any contact on it, it's a goal because he's not on his goal line. He's he's just doing neither one nor the other, really. So, no. yeah, it's, oh, it's such a... I mean, it's just a painful goal to concede. I mean, it, like I like I say, we just sort of laugh about it now. It's become a joke. Like
1: I can't. I mean, it's one of those you think I can't believe it, and then you're thinking, well, I can, but I can't. It's it's become. I said to you, and I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not going in on Wilder or anything, but I do think with any other, with the manager with less uh, goodwill, rightly so as well from from the fans and stuff. I think you would be questioning now how many goals we're letting in off set pieces. It's abysmal. I mean, it is
0: it is. Um... You know, people need to be uh, held accountable for this. Really, I mean, yeah. Look, we were good at set pieces last season, as in we were good at defending them. This season, we're atrocious, and it can't just be down to O'Connell because when he was in the team, we conceded two corners when he was playing for us yeah. before he yeah. before we decided to uh, have
1: this operation. So it's not. I'm a simple... Not sure what's happened. We conceded a free kick against Everton uh, as well. Do you know the, the the free kick to we're good at it from Richard. So I'm just trying to I'm just sort of uh, thinking on the spot here and thinking back. Did we concede any goals of corners and stuff prior to this season? Uh,
0: it was we were really low down. We were like one of the uh, the best in the league at uh, conceding from corners, if you like, as in week.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I'm just talking about these last three. All, all pre- since lockdown, if something's happened, but I don't think we had. Have we I think the goals we were conceding were just. Yeah, it's just this season, isn't it? Really, yeah. with, with the goals coming in. So yeah. it's like a, it's
0: like doubly reprehensible. Really, one that we've. Uh, gone from being really good to being really bad. I mean, you know, mm. I could I could understand a bit of variance in terms of going from being really good to average, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah particularly yeah. with you lose O'Connell, but to go so far from where we were is bad. But then, I mean, what are we now? Like five months into the season, four months mm. into the season, how have we not fixed this? If anything, we look as bad as ever. I mean, you know, Bristol yeah. Rovers scored from two two set pieces against us. They're a, a you know a lower League One team, and
1: yeah, it's just. Um, I don't. I don't think. I do think it's pretty indefensible when you concede conceding that many from set pieces. I think the rest of the play you can say, well, he's just not good enough, or he's not fast enough, or he's on Confidence mm-hmm. set pieces. It's you know, he just is. It, I've said before. Every every team thinks they should score off a set piece, and everything <laughs> should concede off a set piece, but. We're just conceding like every other
0: week now. Yeah, and uh, i sent you this stat just before we started, didn't we, that we have conceded the joint most amount of headers now this season with Leeds Mm. after being the, uh, I think we were the second best last season. We only conceded four in the whole of last season. We're on eight already this season. Um, So, yeah, that was, you know, I I don't think anyone particularly covered themselves in glory for that opening goal. Before the second goal, Son gets put in on the side of the box and, Oh, I don't know. Ramsdale comes out and I really think he makes
1: a a difficult chance into a much easier one by Yeah, great. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you're saying this because I, I I didn't want this podcast to be just me <laughs> singling Ramsdale out, but I thought the same. I think he would really slow out for a start. Mm. And then he doesn't narrow the angle or anything really he just gives son the opportunity to chip it over him, which of
0: course yeah. he does but fortunately it's the post now you probably i mean look he, he did get away with that and you probably do get away with it in the championship or league 1 because you know Hyunling son is a fantastic player mm. but i just thought that was a really bad decision i mean he, I, if i guess you could say well he you know he, he forced son to to do something quickly you know he, he forced him to make a quick decision himself but i don't know I, I really as soon as i saw him come charging out i was like you've just you're not giving them a goal here, but you've made this a much, much easier chance than it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Son's quite wide. We might get a defender back to close him down. He might have a, you know, need to have a couple of touches, that kind of thing. We got very lucky there. This, well, section- this is
1: what I mean by the slow coming out. You either stay or you come out. He uh, sort of did neither and then ended up in a position where, to be honest, Son. It might. I think he'd be disappointed with, it, with the quality he's got that he's not put that in, actually.
0: Yeah, it's it's very much the kind of chances he's been sticking away all season, yeah, or yeah, indeed yeah. for the last few years, to be honest. he's uh, He is a fantastic player. Um, the second goal. So, oh, where to start with this one? And this is where we uh, have to unfortunately turn both barrels on Norwood, who has yes. been one of my favourite players the last few years. And um, I think he's one
1: of the better midfielders I've seen play for United. Yeah, sure. I think, that's fair. I think last season we were saying he's probably up there, you know, with the best that we've seen. And this is, this is uh, I'm going on a tangent a little bit, but this is one of the things that really, really sort of sad to watch, I think, is that mm. I think it's getting to the point now. We know what Fleck to a lesser degree. I thought Fleck was slightly better, particularly in the second half. Stevens as well to a degree. They are definitely, in my eyes, tarnishing the legacy with these performances. And I don't want to say that. I don't like saying that because I... I I still think there'll be legends and stuff, but you look at, like, for instance, McGoldrick, Basham, and Egan. I'd say McGoldrick and. Uh, sorry, Egan and Basham have not been as good as they were last season, but they're putting in performances good enough to know that if he left at the end of the season, yeah, fair enough. You've only got good memories of him, really. Mm. I think Norwood now putting in performances this season that. It, it, I don't know in, in 10 years' time if you. Are you going to say, oh, you were fantastic? Or are you going to say, mm, but you remember when you were in the Premier League? <laughs> yeah, I've, it's been a while
0: since I've been so desperate for someone to get subbed off, but yes, that's yeah. exactly how I felt about this one. And yeah, it's just, you sort of see these things happening in slow motion, and I, I almost can't believe my eyes, like we were saying about the, you know, conceding from the corner. But yeah, with this one, I mean,. It's 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 bad all round, really. I mean Ramsdale again. He, he, Ramsdale actually, I think he makes a catch, doesn't he? And then he yeah, and tries to quick throw out, quick throw out to start an attack. As you say, he then basically stands on the edge of his box for like four seconds, just <laughs> wait waiting. Which is, I think that's fine if you're in a good team, but he's not in a good team. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. But I, I'm, I'm not laughing at Ramsdale. There, I'm laughing at the the idea that well, obviously we're on the attack, so why won't they? Then yeah. Like, Four seconds later, the ball's in his own
0: net. <laughs> yeah, so Bogle has it. Um, he plays a, 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 you know, a nothing, not even remotely close to being a like hospital pass to Norwood. No. It's Norwood is in. I sent you the screenshot of this before. Norwood is in so much space when Bogle passes this ball. He has genuinely. There is no Spurs player
1: within fifteen or twenty He's not yards. Not pressured him. at all. Is he? He's not sort of being hunted down and and and, and do you know what's. I thought the the attempt to win the ball back from him was so poor as well. I thought that's where I mean the miscontroller wherever that that's one thing but I mean he, he saw, against Bristol Rovers last last week he he, he was getting outrun by their midfielders as well. And I thought is 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 such a meek attempt I think I think that's the word I'm looking for to try and get the ball back he tries to sort of foul him and but don't really do anything and mm. makes Kane look like Usain Bolt, and he's not even a fast player, is he, Kane, in that sense? You know what I mean? But I don't know. I just thought the entire that I mean, obviously, and Soon has absolutely tore him to pieces at half time.
0: Yeah, well, deservedly so, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, Hoiberg does, Hoiberg sprints to press him, but only when he's received the ball or is about to receive the ball. It's not like he's anywhere within his vicinity as it's passed to him or anything like that. And he just lets it run across him, loses it, and then, as you say, yeah, uh, Hoiberg passes it to Kane. He evades a tackle, shoots from 20 yards. It's not even particularly in the corner of the net, but because Ramsdale has um, hung on the edge of his box so long, he doesn't get back onto his line. And he's, it, what is he, it, it's like six, seven yards out, something like that. And yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it just makes it much harder for him to make that save than if he
1: was a little bit deeper. So,
0: like yeah. you say, it might have
1: gone anyway, and this is the goals he's conceding, goals that you think, well, yeah, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
0: That's all I'd say. I think he's not he's not dropping them in his own net, or he's not doing like um, you know like Henderson did against us for Man United, where he passes it to us and
1: no, no, we knock no. it
0: in. But he's just not giving himself the best possible chance um, to save him, and we need him to because we're not good enough to. Um,
1: yeah, and I do feel his it. confidence is rot. But well, you saw in the second half a couple of things that he did: Bastion, where he clears it rather than waiting for Ramsdale to come out. I think we're mm. I, I think it takes you at the time and said this is it's quite embarrassing that I think yeah. because that is a team who was. Just got no trust in each other, I think.
0: Yeah, indeed. Um, and then, I mean, you know, just to kind of carry on with Norwood, the third goal, just oh, I actually audibly just, I just went, oh my god! Like uh, as he let it run across him, you know, you could just again, you could just see. What was about to happen? And this one, I think this is worse, to be honest,
1: than the first one. I Just... think this is worse, yeah. There's no pressure here. Yeah. Someone put a screenshot up and I, I, I didn't get the name. and uh, Someone put, like, as the ball's coming to Norwood, and put, how can I tell my kids how <laughs> that Norwood didn't control this ball? <laughs> oh, but it's, see,
0: I, I think he is, I think he's under more pressure for this one in terms of it being uh, a bad time to let it run across you and, and run the risk of a bad touch. I think the, the, the second goal that we concede, is just, I just don't know. I think it's like a technical flaw from him in yeah. terms of he yeah, takes yeah. a terrible touch under no pressure, yeah. whereas this one, you can't let it run across you. He has like three players sprinting straight at him, and of course, he, he tries to control it and realise, like he almost tries too late to control it, loses it, and um, I, I think it might be Bergwijn again, actually, knocks yeah. it through to Ndombele, and...
1: Probably a cross in it, if we're being honest. Let's say sell- everyone's what an amazing finish, and I'm like, is it? I don't know. Is it? Maybe I'm just being bitter. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but I just think. And I, I saw people slagging Ramsay off for that one, but I'm not. I, I can't. I don't. I don't think whatever he does, he saves that one. To be honest, it's either a world class finish or a
0: freakish fluke. To be honest, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, and Domboli sort of just. Uh, well, steers it goalwards. There is a man in the middle who I assume he was aiming for, and it uh, floats into the corner of the net. And yeah, you just we—I mean, we just get punished for all these
1: mistakes, don't we? Because we're not—it's yeah. not that we're unlucky. It's—it's it's that we make so many mistakes. Well, this is about to say we can't say that we get punished for every mistake. I heard Wilder saying like um, something, mm. something like oh, individual errors have cost us and stuff. And but a lot of the time, individual errors don't cost us. The second half, when Ramsdale comes running out of his net. I don't know what he don't get the ball, he don't kick it, he don't do anything. Oh,
0: yeah. you know, another
1: day that goes, this uh, Harry Kane should have scored at the end when he blasts it over. It could have been five one, six one even uh, in in terms of good chances. Hmm. And I have to say, after ten minutes, after that son chance, I thought it was going to be at least 4-5-6, four, four, To be honest, it was. Well, one of my mates was saying like, shall I uh, shall I put a bet on Spurs uh, second half? And I goes, the only thing I've got sort of uh, what's keeping me. In any way positive is our defensive. Tottenham are, and I think if if they get two or three, they'll probably just shut up shop. And I do think in the second when they went to three one, they just went through the motions. Tottenham in the end, and they still could have had a couple of goals.
0: Yeah, and I think us scoring did because I sort of um, it's a bit like what happened against Palace where we, yeah. we we suddenly had an attack and then they were like, oh, I guess we'd better score another goal actually. And this is how it
1: feels. And I'm sure if Wilder listened to this, he'd be saying, don't be stupid or whatever. But that is exactly how it feels. It feels like we sort of lull teams into a false sense of security. Well, not false, but (laughs) into a sense of security. And then we do something, have a shot, and and the other opposition say, come on, we need to finish this off. Bang, that's it then. Sorry, see you later. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, it was a a nice goal by us um, moments before I I was really frustrated because... Ender had got into a good crossing position and put in yeah. a decent cross. We had one man in the box, and you know we're two nil down. It was it was only Burke in the box at that point. Oh, I, I thought think you're about the
1: Stevens cross with Bogle's Ender, where I think Bogle should probably done better with that actually.
0: Oh, that was um, yeah, I think that was before uh, this because we did start the second half with a bit of a, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we, we the first ten minutes, you're thinking, well. We're having a go. I don't. Again, I don't think we really created anything though. And this is what I mean by. I understand what you're saying. Like we played better football and more more positive and stuff. But we didn't create anything. We didn't sort of. I don't think Spurs were on the last legs or anything like that. Putting. Yeah. You look. I mean, there are a lot of blocks going in. I keep seeing people say, "Oh, teams put so many blocks in against us." Well, that's because we're so slow that they can get back in position. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Eric Dyer had one good block in the first half, didn't he? From that Uh, boat. It was the first half, yeah. Bogle sort of smashed it goalwards, but. Yeah, I know what you mean. So slow, they get so many bodies back. and uh, <clears throat> I'd be surprised if we do have more shots blocked than most of the teams, to be honest, because we, apart from the last couple of games, we don't tend to shoot that often yeah. anyway. But um, yeah, Fleck puts in a good cross from deep and uh, McGoldrick beats his man and uh, heads it into the corner. Goal of the machine, McGold m- machine. McGold <laughs> machine, yeah,
1: forget you, McGoldrick. Uh, he's got now, including Cook, if I'm going to include his Cook goal, as many goals as our top goal scorers got last year. Uh, is that right? Yeah, he's got six, League and Cup. Did someone score eight last season? Did I dream that? Nah, yeah, you, I'm afraid that were a dream. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lovely dream. Bernie and yeah. both, uh, finished on six last season. Yeah, you're right. Aren't you? yeah. Oh, dear. Well, good, good So, McGoldrick, he's on course here to get like 10, 12 goals or something this season. <laughs> what and a guy. It's the worst ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, but, yeah, that, that goal kind of just spurred spurs on I think excuse me that was terrible that was that's beautiful no it wasn't it's was awful <laughs> it was completely unintentional that's my, that's my only <laughs> excuse for saying that but yeah the, the thing with Norwood um, that's kind of most devastating it's like who else do we play yeah. I mean you know once he'd made that um, uh, the, the mistake for the third goal was just like please just take
1: him off now like just yeah. spare us this is it's is painful I mean you touched I was on... the same and then Keane Brian came on and I was like why are they bringing Keane Brian on but then you know, there's nobody else. You have to put Ampero in midfield because there is nobody else.
0: Yeah, I mean we've we've reached a stage where the answer to the question of how do we improve this is bring on Key and
1: Brian. Yeah, and, and I'm I feel not sorry for him. He looks out of his depth in this game, Brian. I thought he got caught out a couple of times, which is completely understandable. Not only is he not Premier League quality, he's not played at Premier League. He's not played at Championship level consistent. Well, not not at all, in fact. So it's a massive ask for him. Oh, by the way, just go on and mark Son and Kane. Oh, it's just a it's just a it's just a really bad state of affairs if one of our midfielders is playing poorly at the moment then you you have to roll with it
0: yeah we just have no one else do we i, I... That, it, that's really aged terribly what we've done with midfield this season like
1: really bad. I told you this this is what it, needless <laughs> to say I the last laugh moment <laughs> I did say at the beginning of the season we need another midfielder to be fair <sighs> I think even one more midfield I probably wouldn't have been enough
0: <laughs> no possibly not
1: but it's just as I say it's
0: just Norwood's having an absolute uh, it's hard for me to think of a
1: outfield player having as bad a game as that in the last couple of years but- I, I was racking my brain about this and I, I can't other than an outfit obviously the goalkeeper thing everyone thinks the lead backs is a straight way twice he's got a mention now mm. <laughs> um, but uh, I can't think off the top of my head I didn't, I didn't like looking at programmes or anything but can't think of a player who had a, that much of a stinker yeah, I think I think maybe a couple of Marvin Johnson
0: appearances. The yeah, Bristol yeah, City
1: Marvin Johnson. That's quite a good one actually. Yeah. Yeah, but this was. But I don't it, think everything Marvin Johnson did were bad. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I guess yeah, the thing Noah was obviously on the pitch for longer, and you know, two really unforgivable mistakes that led to yeah. the two goals. And I don't know. I just, I, 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 I just hope he's. You know, getting getting called out for these kinds of things like you just you're better than that. You can't do that. Like you don't have the physical ability to
1: recover from that mistake. And and he's coming off the back of Paul. He played all right. I thought he was really good against Newcastle. Actually, from what I saw the second half there, I really do think he played well in that game. Probably because we had loads of possession. To be fair, Um, and he's he's still decent in possession. Obviously, he made the two mistakes in possession yesterday. But you know, I think you can sort of say, well, that's just one of those sort of things that he's had a bad day at the office. And I, I, I'd happily say that by his entire performance if it hadn't come on the back of the other performances that for the majority of this season.
0: Yeah, it's so... It, it doesn't look great that we gave him that contract in the summer, to be honest. No. Um, in retrospect. But then who could have seen this come in, I guess?
1: Well, that's it. And, and the thing is that I, I'm not saying this is true, baby. You know, I don't want you to clip this and say this is me saying it. But if that's if this is a player under Adkins and you don't know all they know what or whatever you're saying he don't care and I'm not yeah. saying he doesn't care but that is how he's playing because he's that slow and that's he's never been a, an aggressive sort of player it just looks like he's sort of going through the motions and I know he's not but I'm, I'm 90%, 99% sure that he's not but that's how it feels because he, he seems that out of his depth yeah what um, how
0: do you feel about him starting for us in the championship uh, game one next season this is
1: an uh, interesting one, this because you've got. To, if you want to get promoted, it looks very likely that Ollie Norwood is not going to be good enough for for the Premier League. But his Championship record <laughs> is phenomenal. Mm. So personally, if someone comes in for him, I'd get rid and I'd get rid of Fleck as well because <sighs> and Stevens, because I think we need freshening up. I think these players are a bit ceiling, and I think from a purely motivational sense, I don't know. And I'd love to be proved. Look, I don't know any anything (laughs) basically I'm just giving my opinion I don't know if you can get those players to go above and beyond a second time I, Mm. I think that'll be so hard to do they're all either approaching 30 or in the 30s last season they were phenomenal the season before you could argue that they were playing above their ability I think asking them to do it for another season I just think it needs freshening up and I think that old guard of players do need Moving on personally, and I'd like to see a, I'd love a midfield next season. Three new, completely new midfielders. Mm, I, I still th- thought Lundstrom were our best midfielder again.
0: Yeah, I, I thought this was flex
1: uh, flex best game for
0: a while, but um,
1: yeah, yeah uh, got fantastic cross for the for the goal. I have to give him that.
0: Yeah, um, I think there's a lot in what you've said there. To be honest, um, you know about that kind of uh, you, you you sort of push yourself to that um, that peak of achievement, and then it's hard yeah. to to Go again, I suppose. You know you're never going to
1: get there. I mean, I'll, I'll try and like sort of analogy. If you do an amazing run, you know, in a, in a really good time or something, and then you get an injury or whatever, and you know you're never going to get. back it's hard to motivate yourself to go again and again and again. They've hit. They're, they're not idiots. These people. They know that's the, they've hit the peak. They're never going to play in a team again. They're a top ten Premier League team playing the way we were last season. Mm. It must be so difficult at the same club, the same same players to go again and and you know believe that that's possible because realistically like, it's not. Yeah, I guess
0: especially when you've declined so sharply. You know, if we if we've just gone from being a top ten team to like I don't know, say the season that Burnley are having or yeah. something like that, where you're yeah. you're in a relegation fight, but you
1: know you've won a few games every now and again. It's not a it's not a total that's disaster, it. but. It's the it's how dramatic it's been that is is so, so sort of soul destroying for I presume Wilder the players and everything. It's not if we were second bottom if we were third bottom now as you say like in Burnley's positions you'd think two mm, play played might have been caught out but we probably need a few reinforcements you know but we'll be all right. It's just it's the it's the the, the massive drop off has made it for me that I, cle- I I don't I don't like the word clear out but. I think some players need moving on, so I think they've hit the ceiling and I just can't see them coming back.
0: Yeah. I um Which is really
1: I, sad i start crying, I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is sad, you're right. Um yeah, I'd I'd be all right with uh I, I think Norwood's championship record speaks for himself. The physical demands of the championship are uh, obviously much less than the Premier League in terms of um the time that you will have on the ball and Yeah, we
1: should have more possession, you'd have thought.
0: Well, yeah, I mean yeah. Just just look at our, our last year in the Championship, I suppose. Yeah. And I, um, I, I don't really see it as a problem that, uh, you know, if your worst-case scenario is, well, if we win promotion again, we know he's not good enough for the Premier League. So yeah. I'll, I'll take that. And by that point, it will be... See, um...
1: Yeah, I can see that. My only, I'm only thinking about motivation. I'm not thinking about him as well. Mm. I think if he goes for another Championship club, yeah, it, really good signing for any Championship team, which, which makes my point sound daft. But my point is that doing it with us again... I don't, I don't. I think he's sort of a couple of bad games away in the championship from completely falling off the cliff.
0: Yeah, I guess the flip side is point to prove again now. You know. Yeah, trying yeah, to, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Erase yeah. this and season. He, he, from get his out of he knows him more than I. He knows these players far more than I do. So if mm. he thinks they've still got something left in the tank to give it, then fair enough. I, I've got. I think he'll, he will be planning for the championship next season. Um, and yeah, I, I mean the problem is obviously with the new contracts as well. You can't just say get rid. Seen loads of people get rid, get rid. You can't, because who's going to take those wages on?
0: Yeah, indeed. Um, we're obviously playing amateur psychologists quite a lot here, but um, yeah, <laughs> you, you do, you do. You know, a lot of these players will presumably want to erase this season from their legacy by, you know, coming back yeah. strong next season. I mean, as you say, I mean, none of them. Uh, well, certainly none of the team that have been part of the. so none of the players who got promoted with us and were with us last season they're not going to play a top 10 Premier League team. They're not going to play for a top 10 Premier League team again, I don't think. And no, 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 no. It's, it's very possible that, you know, some of them might end up dropping down to, you know, lower Championship, maybe even League One,
1: to be I honest. Think that, I um, think that is the case. I think at the beginning of the season, we were worried about certain players leaving, Egan and Fleck and O'Connell. O'Connell's the only one now, maybe Egan, but I think that's the only one we've... Re- a bit. I've sort of forgot about him already, in the sense that I just can't see him playing the Championship. I hope I'm wrong, but... Um, I I don't think any this is and this is the, the whole problem, isn't it? I don't think any Premier League team comes in for ninety nine percent of our players.
0: Yeah, certainly, uh, certainly all but a handful, I think for sure. Um, anyway, isn't this fun? <laughs> this is this is the most depressing one so far, this,
1: isn't it? Yes, yeah.
0: I, I don't know why, like you know, because we've accepted that we've been relegated for uh, yeah, yeah. for absolutely ages now, and I think you know I would have been. Uh, and I kind of realised this watching it. I would have been absolutely livid at that opening goal yesterday. Yeah, yeah. If if we hadn't won this season, but because we have got that win now, you know that's yeah. one little thing chalked off. I'm still really fifty fifty on whether we will get over eleven points or not. Probably, yeah, yeah. probably less than that to be honest. As in, I would put my percentage confidence as as less than that. But you know that that's just a kind of like, oh god, that's absolutely awful that we've. We're four minutes into this game and we just concede a really yeah. simple header from the first corner. But um, yeah, well, like I was saying
1: to you that I said to you just before we before we started that uh, if I don't even almost class them as meaningful games anymore, despite yeah. the fact I was so nervous last week. But that I were nervous because we were so close to our first win, and I thought if we throw that away, that's it. It, I'd have been furious about this performance. I think, or yeah. defensively, the performance. If I thought there were any chance of us staying you know, off. If we put this in this performance in, say we won the last three and we sort of getting a roll, then we put this in, that'd have been furious. But yeah, it's just like I say, it's just a bit sad rather than anger, I think.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I'll tell you what did make me angry, and that is uh, Lee Hendry's commentary <laughs> yesterday. Just like I mean, he just spent the entire game being amazed that Spurs, who are title challengers, look good against the worst team in the league. I mean Alright Lee, we get it. <laughs> Spurs are good. It's it's okay. And I don't mean this from a like um you know, oh all the commentators are so biased against us, they only want to talk about the opposition. Yeah. I'm just like of course they look good. We're terrible and there was I love definitely how
1: he sealed the deal by even tweeting after <laughs> how good Spurs were. And I did the view from and Spurs fans thought Spurs were rubbish. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There were a few people yesterday uh, involved in covering this game who I got the impression had not watched us very much if at all this season. Michael
1: Dawson maybe. I what mean? was
0: Michael Dawson doing there?
1: That were almost like a fan cam.
0: <laughs> of course it I'm, I swear that's exactly why he's there just to go and like he wanted to go and watch a game. I mean, he just sat there saying, like, yes, yeah, Spurs are good and you know, Sheffield United, they like to get their full-backs forward and they haven't been able to do it. It's been a, a tactical masterclass for Mourinho. Like, have and you looked at the league table? You kept the saying
1: the same thing. You're like, all right, what, what, where would why, why Keith Edwards? i <laughs> a not say on Sky Sports. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I did, I did, yeah, the commentary were absolutely... I'm not, I'm not one of these sort of people, really, who come close to muting it. So close yesterday. I had really to, I I had to bite the bullet. It's Lee Hendry and Steve
0: McManaman—the only people that have, they've actually driven me to mute my television. While I watching think what well, the thing
1: was, Lee Hendry. After a while, you're like, he was just saying the same thing over and over. Like Spurs, so good. Spurs, so good. Spurs, so good. I'm like, all right. And then Dawson saying Spurs, so good. Spurs. Oh, it's driving me insane. And yeah. he's not a bitterness, Do you know what I mean? They were miles better than us. I'm not, I don't expect him to sit there and say, "Oh, United were amazing." It's just that they just—they weren't adding anything for me. They were just repeating something that. I don't even think we're true. I don't think Spurs were amazing. I think we're a really bad team.
0: Yeah. No, it was very frustrating. But about 70-odd minutes. I can't remember what it was. There was one thing that just tipped me over the edge. I think I think it was when he started talking about Harry Kane like being so intelligent,
1: popping up on the left. Like, oh, yeah. Just look at our team. It's terrible. What are you on I about? Remember, look at this. I mean, normally strikers, they stay down the middle. Harry Kane's on the left. And I'm like, look, McGoldrick is playing in the worst team ever and he's all over the pitch, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: so I had to watch the last 20 minutes of Sound Off, which is just... Yeah, uh, uh, credit to Lee Hendry, I suppose, for for driving me to that. I uh, this is uh, maybe maybe at the end of the season we'll we'll have to do a um, <clears throat> a tongue in cheek like silver linings about no longer being in the Premier League. But yes, this uh, this weekend I did feel, and this is obviously entirely motivated by sour grapes, and <laughs> I'm sure I wouldn't feel like this if we had like 25 points or something like that. But this weekend did make me think, like, do you know what? Kind of sick of this like circus around the Premier League, and yeah. I think it's got worse. You know, in in uh, again, it probably coincides with United becoming terrible. But I do think it has got worse in the next few. Excuse me, in the last six, seven months or so since yes, since not COVID, that. basically, yeah. Um And I don't know. Maybe I can spend some time and articulate my thoughts a bit better here. But it does feel like there is an an increased emphasis on sound bites over analysis and like faux outrage, and also I think. I think not really saying what's actually happening, but more involved in like, uh, like a narrative yeah, rather than narrative, actually describing yeah. the yeah. game. I mean, the, I genuinely thought Man U Liverpool was on Friday night because of the build up it had had <laughs> through the week. Like not just on Sky, but in football generally. I, yeah. I was astonished to learn it was on Sunday afternoon, and of course, absolutely no mention of United Spurs in the build up to uh, you know to our game. It was all about Liverpool, and it it really felt like we were just a you know Our game is just like this this chore that you have to get through before you can have like, and the, the
1: fun thing. What I mean things. as well is that the, the, the manual United game, I watched it were awful, really. Not mm. much happened at all. And Martin Tyler, he's like, I mean, it's 0-0, but it's not like a 0-0. Not with yeah. this much... It's like, stop doing this. We've got eyes. We know it's a bad match. You've built it up all week, and it's there normally are these sort of games because the teams cancel each other out. Stop lying to me about how this is a good game because it's not.
0: Yeah, so there's that. There's the you know fact every time you know anything is any. It's just so petty. But any time United post anything on Twitter, there's immediately like <laughs> Chelsea and Arsenal fans like you know just with like ten followers just piling in with abuse and stuff. like yeah. right. well, you Why? bought money. Oh that I? I didn't know that. Oh,
1: yeah, what
0: for? You know, get get me <laughs> out of here. Get me back in the championship. Fortunately, we only
1: got a yeah. few. we might I mean, we might, we might avoid like idiot people like Adrian Durham's wrath oh, as well. That was him. another
0: one. Yeah, just like uh, get me out of this spotlight. I'm I just does my head in now. That that does particularly annoy me because I know I know the game that's being played there, and I'm yeah. refusing to play it. But of course, if you refuse to play it, someone else will and give him the uh, attention yeah. that he. You know, he's is, is fishing for essentially. And, uh, and he's
1: from it. Durham this week. I quite like what he does, Durham, and he's good at getting people's backs up. He's, he's basically the Sun newspaper as a man. <laughs> he just yeah. sort of comes out with nonsense just to rile things up. Uh, but I do think it's a bit low what he did this week with using I Can't Hug My Daughter and all that. Absolute nonsense. And I, yeah, it went down of my estimations a lot actually this week with that. Yeah, me too, and he was already very far down, so... Uh, yeah, I've yeah. never took him seriously, but I just think using a pandemic and people dying and stuff like that just to try and get listeners, because there's not a chance he actually believes what he says. No, so, exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh,
0: uh, anyway, I got, uh, got a bit distracted there. Um, I like
1: rant. We'll have a rank corner. What, what's grinding my gears this week?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one final thing that was... Uh, and, and Oh, this was so. I have to steal this phrase from uh, Joseph Clift on Twitter, but uh, I think he called it Chekhov's yellow card with John Egan, which is. Uh, oh yes. The second oh. that um, the second that it was mentioned that Egan was on a yellow uh, one, yellow card away from suspension. <laughs> Yep, just like Chekhov's gun, you can't have a, a gun there
1: that's not going to be used at some I point in the performance. I, I can only think Egan is scared of Rashford. <laughs> Which is why I keep missing these games. <laughs> yeah, I, I
0: actually had a, a mare in the aftermath of this game where I've tweeted a load of things that ended up being wrong so I deleted them all so apologies (laughs) if you apologies if you saw some of those and were like oh that's really interesting I missed
1: this what were these wrong things these wrong takes
0: uh, for starters that Jagielka has only started against Manchester United in the last two seasons Southampton weren't it as well he did also start against Southampton, so he started four games since we re-signed him. Three against Man U, one <laughs> against Southampton. That is
1: funny though, because we started it, again for the Man U game, only, not so. Almost certainly,
0: um, and that Egan hasn't played against Man United since we got promoted. But he did actually play in the one before December. Um, we had Jack Elker in at left centre back instead, but yeah. he missed both games last season, and he's missing the one this season as well. But yeah, it was oh, it was it was so inevitable that it was going to happen, and yet at the same time, I was genuinely sort of you know, uh like comic book villain. No. Yeah. I saw him go in for that tackle
1: and then the yellow car come
0: out. I mean what was it? It was like the eighty seventh minute, the game was so dead, it was completely
1: pointless. <laughs> I mean, and now he we have... just wants out that they probably didn't, didn't fancy it. Oh. Uh, I mean i I'm looking forward to this defence against Man United. It, but it could be it's exciting, couldn't it? It could be Jag Elk in the middle, could be Ampadu in the middle. Keen Bryan might get a game.
0: Well, this is it, yeah. You're going you to have Norwood in central midfield or we put Ampadu there and, yeah, have Keen Bryan. I think we should just embrace it at this point point. just go Keen and Bryan and, um, and Jagielka. as a part of yeah, the back yeah, four. Yeah. yeah, why
1: not? Rodwell. <laughs> What's, where is Rodwell? I
0: want to see Jack Rodwell
1: just for something, someone new.
0: <laughs> it doesn't exist. Well, there's someone who could play midfield in theory.
1: I noticed Jackie Lontro <laughs> went on the bench again as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, still not filling out this bench, are we? It's, uh, it's, it's kind of frustrating slash depressing, I suppose, that we just don't have enough players. I know you have youth players, but
1: uh,
0: is there actually merit in putting players that aren't good enough for the first team on the bench? I yeah. Guess you argue oh, yeah,
1: I mean, the thing that's with people are about Norton Davis coming back, and I get that argument, but realistically, like, for his sake, it's probably better if he's not around. <laughs> yeah, indeed.
0: Um, but yeah, that yellow card for Egan means he misses... Not the Plymouth game because suspensions only count for the competition that you receive them in. Misses the Manchester United game. That's good,
1: though. though. I'd rather he missed a Manu game than the
0: Plymouth game. I mean that as well. Yeah, no, I, actually, so do I. But I would rather he miss zero games because that Manu game <laughs> has a potential to be very painful, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, I suppose if we can just keep it to. I mean, to be honest, if, you know, Jaggy we've conceded three, all four times that Jagielka has started. And we might admit,
1: have to do a Steve Bruce masterclass with everyone behind the ball here. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well uh, even then I mean can we keep it to three at that point? None
1: up front. <laughs> None up front. Seven at the back. Mind you have that many defenders, have we? Now, that's no. what i saying, like with the midfield and stuff. I mean, with Egan being out, as daft as that sounds, it also limits your options in midfield because it means Ampadu is your only is yep. the only option we've got outside you know what I mean, outside of the threes playing. Yeah, indeed. Um do you want
0: to... It, it occurred to me that so so many things just keep happening through the season that we should actually start a Blades Bingo card. Yeah, and, uh, this. yeah. Yeah, so I might have to do this. And I, I you know I was a little bit aware this is like kicking the uh, injured animal kind of thing, but yeah. uh, I think we can do it with a a little bit a little bit tongue in cheek, a little bit gallows yeah. humour. You know, it's a bad season. I think I think if we're gonna kick the injured animal it actually deserves it this season for all yeah, it's yeah, yeah, inducing yeah. In me.
1: Um it's a dog that's uh done his business in your kitchen <laughs>
0: he deserves, <laughs> he deserves a, a
1: telling
0: off a telling off thank you yeah as, <laughs> as, as two
1: dog owners we
0: definitely do not condone <laughs> violence against animals and i'm gonna yeah. search for um i'm gonna search for a better metaphor next next week but anyway <laughs> um yeah we, we should start this blaze bingo cards it's not so I, and i'm I'm appealing to the good people of twitter out there to uh to send in your suggestions to go on this card but um, I'm going to apply a strict editorial standard. It can't be just like generic stuff that every fan says about their team. Like, oh, a corner fails to beat the first man. Yeah, it yeah, needs to yeah, be yeah. something specific about United. So I've, I've got a few. Uh, Ramsdale saves one that's obviously going over or wide. We we had that yesterday. Or offside. Uh, Ramsdale saves an offside one-on-one. Yep, that's oh, one that, no, sorry.
1: That's two. Oh, You've got two Ramsdale ones, right. I've actually got three. Oh, is this is? I've got. Is this where he drops a ball? Drops across, yeah. yeah. Drops a
0: ball, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. that's three. Um, Basham gets subbed off for a striker around sixty to mm-hmm. seventy minutes. I mean, we joke about that one as well, don't that's we? The just time. in terms of like Wilder's alarm's gone off, that means we have to take Basham off and put a striker on, and then do nothing for the rest of the yeah. game, which is exactly what happened, unfortunately. Um, what, what else have you got?
1: Uh, Ampadu. He's always injured. Like he's always every match, I don't know if you've noticed this, he's down for a couple of minutes. Yeah, that's never comes one. off. But he's always yeah. like it's always like a head injury as well or something. He like goes in for a challenge and he's always on the floor, sort of like rolling around. Um I like this is not really what happens in the match, but I do like how when a player doesn't play, they automatically become amazing. I know a lot of clubs do this, but it's sort of nobody wanted Lundstrom in. Um, and then, he, and then when he were injured, get Lundstrom back in, get, get him back in, and now like so everyone was slagging Sander Berger off like, oh, if we had Berger back there, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Do, do you know who the uh,
0: the apex for that trope is uh, this God. season? It's Mo Bessic.
1: Oh yeah, he's, he's doesn't the even player. play for it. Yeah, his, yeah but... I've seen a lot. Get him back. We'll be once we get Bessic back, everything'll be all right. <laughs> oh dear.
0: Uh, th- this is one I think a lot of team ones would say, but I think it actually does apply for us. Concede from a corner—it just happens so often. I think that Good. needs its own, its own, uh, its own square on the bingo card. Uh, Norwood makes a mistake leading to a great chance. That seems like it should be yes, on there yeah. quite
1: a lot. Um, uh, John Egan uh, rolling around in his own area trying to block shots with his head, body, knees. <laughs> in a Neo in the Matrix type thing. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. always every time you see a block which looks painful, it'll be John Egan who's <laughs> Yeah. Someone else at left centre back. Oh yeah, you know, that's a good one.
0: Yeah. I think I think we'll uh, we'll tick that one against the Manu game, I think. Um I think that's all I've got for now, but I'm sure there are some I've, others I've got of,
1: there. I don't know if we've got John Fleck, um not his faultless neither, often sort of has the ball with his arms out as if to say "What? Wh- who am I supposed to pass to him <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: dear I, you know we, we've we said it during this podcast that part of the problem is we, we feel sadness for seeing these players yeah. like this I'm not doing it to stick the boot in but it's just
1: oh, I've got another one I'm just watching the game Billy Sharp offside
0: oh yeah that's, that's too obvious
1: also David McGoldrick scoring in, <laughs> in games where his goal doesn't mean anything <laughs> we've lost Paul. every
0: game that he scored in you're joking have I'm we really them, yeah. well, I suppose we have lost almost all of them
1: <laughs> yeah true <laughs> there's only three that we haven't lost so yeah every goal he scored this season I don't even know if he's I mean he celebrated one of them because he we went well, no, two of them because he we went up against Manu and Chelsea but mm-hmm. the goal he like, scored yes he just sort of jogs back he didn't get a chance to celebrate
0: oh I know And then we're almost conceding at the other end weren't we yeah, um, yeah how unfortunate so that's uh, that's my first attempt to, um, that's draft one of the of the Blades bingo card for this season. But mm-hmm. this is my point. This season is like, it's a joke, isn't it? I mean, we, you know, <laughs> everyone else is getting these stupid results occasionally. I mean, you know, West Brom went at Wolves. Uh, I think Fulham were in with a good shot of beating Chelsea for a while. Um, there was another strange result this weekend, wasn't there? I think? a Brighton won at Leeds. I guess that's not that much of a shock. Yeah. Um, but we just seem to just play out the same game almost with the same,
1: like individual events happening practically every week at the you moment. Be- so, we should be applauded for our consistency, I think. In in, in a yeah. mad world where everything nothing's normal, you can rely on us. You know what I mean? Even the Newcastle win, you sort of... If you're going to beat any team, it we're going to be Newcastle. We were the <laughs> favourites. We've gone to the phone book every time.
0: We, <laughs> yeah, we were the favourites exactly, against yeah. Newcastle. But yeah, there's, uh, there will be no upsets uh, with United this season. Let's move on to uh, alternative man of the match, mate, before we finish off this. Um, and you mentioned him there. Uh, for me it is mr mcgoldrick yeah. and and for this simple reason if you, if you ignore penalties which uh i i like to do when assessing uh how good a forward has been yeah there are only 12 players in the entire premier league who have scored more non-penalty goals than mcgoldrick have this season and of those two only two have played less minutes than he has that is an amazing effort, considering how bad we are. Like not well, not just how bad we are, but how bad we are creatively as well. Yeah, 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 completely. Yeah. I mean, so I- here's here's the names of the players who've scored more than him: Son, Calvert Lewin, Kane, Patrick Bamford. Okay, Salah, Rashford, Bruno Fernandes, Zahar, Lacazette, Tammy Abraham, uh, Sadio Mane, Harvey Barnes. I mean, that's practically a who's who of like the best attackers in the Premier League. And yeah. then you've got a uh, yeah, McGoldrick sort of. You know, level on uh, level on non-penalty goals with Vardy, with Ings, with <laughs> Danny Ings. He scored as many
1: non-penalties as Danny Ings. I'm just looking as you're speaking. There, he's the 12th. He's got the 12th most points in fantasy football. He's having a great season.
0: Um, <laughs> bad, isn't <laughs> he, is. he is. actually having a great season. You know, he, as he said, he's only one short of our entire uh, top scorers tally last season. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he. We've unfortunately there's only. Uh, I think it's only McBurney is our only other player who's scored a goal that wasn't a penalty this season. So we've scored mm. six goals that yeah. weren't penalties and he's scored five wow, of them. that's true, that,
1: isn't it? Yeah. Never, oh, God, that is
0: bad, that, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, he Bogle. Mm, Bogle. Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay, so he scored five out of seven. Yeah. Sorry, I actually forgot about that one.
1: Yeah. He's the fourth but... most uh, valued player in a uh, fantasy league uh, in terms of how much he costs. Hmm. Uh, Behind yeah, Morpay, Bamford, and Lackers there, weirdly, but yeah, he's a uh, yeah, he's um, he, he's like the fourth best value for money signing. <laughs> Excellent.
0: It's a, a goal machine. He's having the season we hoped. I mean, if he had this season last season, we, I, I think we genu we genuinely would have finished in Europe. I think we. we yeah, yeah, because
1: we- the chances he you missed, you're talking probably
0: at least six points there, aren't you? Yeah, well, certainly talking like seven or eight goals from him, something like that, which mm-hmm. yeah does just turn those into a uh, like more points.
1: On the one hand, it's good that he's thirty-three because we're not going to lose him. Uh, on the on the other hand, I feel a bit sorry for him that he's taken this long to get to this. He is quite. I said this last season. We said it last season. Despite the fact he didn't score, he was quite clearly he, he belongs at that level as a player as a, as mm. in in a technical sense.
0: I think so, and. Yes, it's not just. I mean, it's not like he's um, not just been a poacher or anything, has he? This season, or indeed through his whole Blades career, he's genuinely playing well most mm-hmm. weeks, I'd say. And yeah, he looks like one of our few players who are comfortable and confident on the ball. So it's nice to see him get these rewards. But yeah, I, I just want to put that, in, you know, put that into the context that there's only 12 players in the whole league have scored more non penalty goals than he has, and that is yeah. quite remarkable. You know, we we sort of. I think you look at it and you go like he scored five goals and you almost shrug a little bit because I think there is, um, I think there is a perception that like you know every team has a twenty goal striker in the Premier League whereas yeah. oh, actually no, no, no. it's really difficult to get that amount of goals. Yeah, yeah. If if somebody gets twelve goals, they've had a really good season. Um, and yeah, as bizarrely, he is pretty much on pace for double figures. So, But yeah. this is
1: it, I mean, already, he's, he's matched the top goal. The great season we had last season, is matched the top goal scorers from that season. Yeah, in all
0: competitions, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's he's my nominee for this week. How about you?
1: Exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, no, Yeah. Fair. I think it has to be. I really struggled this week because there's not much joy the only other thing I was thinking of uh, in a bit of a sort of sarcastic sense, I suppose, is uh, West Brom and Brighton. Because to... after the Newcastle game, I heard people like going, you know what, we get on a run. We're only nine points off this. They've completely surely now the last person in, in the room has turned the light off. <laughs> who <laughs> thought we could stay up uh, thanks to the results this weekend. So, uh, you know, it's... I'd, yeah, I'll, I'll nominate West Brom and Brighton for sort of putting us out of misery. <laughs> That's a uh, that is a good
0: shout. I think. All right, we'll have a we'll have a quick break. We'll leave the Spurs match in the dust, and we will uh, <laughs> head into the past for our memorable match this week. But uh, yeah, first a quick break. Quick break to hear from some very lovely people who are kind enough to sponsor Blades Pod, for which uh, we are very very grateful indeed. So let me tell you about Glistening Kicks. If you ever look down at your shoes and trainers, think they could use a bit of a touch-up, which I do constantly, to be honest, because mine are a complete state at the moment. Look no further than Glistening Kicks. They are a Sheffield-based business who deliver high-end cleaning, restoration, and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers, and trainers. Very useful this time of year, of course. Glistening Kicks will remove loose dirt and debris that give laces, shoes, and midsoles a deep clean, can also touch up any scuffs or imperfections if you're looking for a repaint due to damage or general wear and tear they can take care of that for you as well whether it's a pair of designer shoes or a well-loved much worn set of favorite trainers glistening kicks offer local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas including Rotherham Barnsley Chesterfield and other locations in South Yorkshire and Derbyshire they also offer nationwide shipping via their safe fast and reliable courier service so you know that your footwear is in the best possible hands. Should mention that Glistening Kicks is run by Blades fans. They also offer a service adding a Blades logo to your trainers or a Wednesday logo as well, if uh, if that's the kind of thing that you're into. I'm not sure why you'd be listening to this podcast. Although, actually, I suppose if you are a Wednesday fan, maybe you're enjoying uh, United's current struggles. But anyway, that option is there as well. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair of trainers. Give your existing kicks a treatment they deserve. Instead, head to glisteningkicks.co.uk, book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk. You can also follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks for a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best. Now, back to the podcast. And we're back. And, uh, yeah, before we move on to uh, this week's memorable match, you you did just
1: realize why this has been quite a downbeat episode so far, (laughs) didn't you? Yeah, because I'm actually watching the game as I'm speaking. So if this sounds like unbelievably miserable, it's because I'm putting myself through the game again. So you... I, it's like a double... I'm having to talk about the game and watch it knowing how bad it is. So that's probably <laughs> why it's like, so downbeat. I've just seen, like, uh, John Egan whip across cross in and it went out of play and I'm like, oh... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I was
0: I was looking through my photos yesterday actually, um, and I just found like a, a couple of selfies that I'd sent you. And I was looking at it going, "Why did I send you that one?"
1: I was like trying to work. I was trying to match up my uh, my expression. I think there was one funny one you sent me where it was just sort of like a straight face when Keen Brian put in a, a, a an unbelievably just strange clearance. <laughs> yeah, that that was exactly. It. I had to scroll back through our DMs to find it,
0: but. Uh, yeah, it was uh it was Key and Brian Kicking it backwards, twenty rows up to the into the cup, and just like, what am I watching? Why is Key and Brian playing centre back for Sheffield United in the Premier I know, League? Yeah. I, know. I don't understand. Right, some of the we didn't say about Billy Sharp's volley. That that would have been
1: a nice one to go in, would
0: not it? Yeah, that was uh, that was a, a decent effort. That was after we'd uh, we'd started our own game of Will Sharp touch the ball, yes or no? Yeah. Uh,
1: anyway,
0: let's forget about that. Let's, <laughs> let's forget <laughs> about it. Let's talk about wins, shall we? I feel I feel like we we owe. owe it to ourselves, we're going to go back to uh, the so the previous couple of memorable matches we've done we've had a, a slight link I think haven't we? Um, yes. Because we talked about an FA Cup game before the FA Cup last week. We talked about Spurs before we played Spurs this week. A little bit tenuous link. It's cup game again this Saturday, isn't it? So it is a cup game. We're going to talk about another FA Cup game, uh, and there is and it was also the fourth round as well. So oh perfect, brilliant. There we go. Nicely done. Yes, uh, not quite an, on this day, but not far off. On the twenty seventh of January, two thousand and eight, Sheffield United played Premier League Manchester City at Bramall Lane in a game that we won two one. And yeah, I think this is you know this section is memorable matches, and this is uh, I, I think this is memorable, perhaps less for the match itself than a specific incident, but also. Um, the era around era of that United team, yeah. I suppose. I mean, you actually suggested this one, so what, do you want to
1: tell me your your thinking behind bringing this one to the light? A couple of reasons. Obviously, the balloon thing, which everyone knows about. But I think this was Brian Robson's greatest moment as a United manager. Would you say? Oh, I don't think there was anything else. Was there? This is what I mean. So I think, and it, it was his last win, and it came mm-hmm. uh, off the back of the awful, well, probably the worst we've ever played in a derby. You know, the two 0 uh, defeat at Hillsborough. I don't remember anything about that one. It was that the was that the one when Lloyd Owusu scored. No, no, no. Uh, it was. I think it was Tug Guy and oh, the other sat. Sa- oh, what was his name? Oh, the Wednesday forwards. Oh, begins with. Oh, Coochie? his Name. What is his name? Not Coochie, Coochie. No, no, no. Uh, Sodje. Sodje then. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, that were a terrible Wednesday team. He's looking at that team now. Uh, Bullen, Hines, who that? Who, I don't know. who Hines is O'Brien, Johnson, Small, Leon Clark came on. <laughs> what a guy! Um, a terrible Wednesday team that just survived relegation that season. And we stop. Went... We're talking about negativity. Stop. I know. Yeah, but this, this is why this this I'm tying this in though. So we just lost, and that was Brian Robson's worst moment I think ever mm. as a as a United manager. I think that's the day where he completely lost the fans. And then the week after we were playing Manchester City, we were seventh in the Premier League, not the City of today, but still a decent team mm. under Sven. Uh, they're on a decent run and you're thinking, well, we're going to get absolutely hammered. And we actually beat them. So th- the turnaround of that those two weeks was quite remarkable, really. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, it's interesting you
0: say that about Man City.
1: Um, so this is
0: pre-Saudi takeover, yeah. isn't it? Which, um, which happened uh, in September of that year. So uh, eight months further down the line. But it was um, it was kind of the precursor to City as this like mega money yeah. uh, powerhouse, I suppose of the Premier League. Uh, they were well funded by uh, Taksin Shinawatra. Are you uh, are you happy that I'm? I'll lead the pronunciation. You on that can one. do that.
1: Yep, I'm not interested yeah.
0: in any of that. <laughs> um, and so they were yeah well funded by him. They'd, they'd spent uh, a lot of money on in the previous sort of couple of years, I suppose. And yeah, this was. Um, you know, it, it wasn't a great Man City side, but he still finished. They finished ninth,
1: which was, and they got their highest ever Premier League points total. Yeah, in this, season. this is interesting because in Brian Robson's notes, he, you think about Manchester City today as this global phenomenon, really. Mm. Oh, so, so, certainly in England. Um, and he's talking like uh, there's a quote from Brian Robson in the program where he says, "City are doing so well uh, this season. They're, they're actually on the same points as Villa. <laughs> 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 I like, wow, things have changed." <laughs> yeah, um, they
0: did the double over Man United that season as well. So um, mm. yeah, they, they were they were on the rise; they were becoming a force to be reckoned with. And we were really not. Have I, have, uh, I need to bring up our um, results actually from
1: that we season? We were we were thirteenth but... at this point in uh, the Championship, eight points off relegation and nine points off the playoffs.
0: Which was bad because this obviously is our first season back in the Championship from the I, Premier I League. Spent a lot. For we us. Had spent a lot. Yep. Uh, James Beattie, I suppose the uh, the standout signing from the from that, but yeah. this was a all expectation was that we would um, bounce back to the Premier League, and I and I guess a a note of caution for anyone who thinks that we might storm the Championship yeah, next yeah. season. But at the same time, uh, I do think the current squad is bizarrely better place to do that. But
1: Did, I, I, I was so confident this season under Robson because of the sign. Billy Sharp came back. This is after mm-hmm. his exploits at Scunthorpe. Uh, James B, uh, Lee Andre. So of aim again? <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know he, he had a good uh, record. He did well at Stoke season before, uh, I think. Uh, mm. So that were like a bit of a coup. Gary Naysmith, solid defender, and then the team from the previous season have done all right, really, in the Premier League. Although we got relegated, we we didn't, you know, we didn't embarrass ourselves or anything. Chris Morgan and Tong Montgomery and you know Danny mm. Webber and all these sorts. So you're thinking, well, we're better. Th- I think the, on paper it's a better squad than the one that went up. Uh, a couple of years before we also brought Gary Cale and Phil Baldess in on loan which yeah. they wanted to have really good careers in Premier League
0: yeah absolutely I, I do remember thinking that actually that the squad is better uh, now as in the start of yeah. 0708 than it was yeah when we got promoted and when we were in the Premier League I mean you know, we, I'm sure we would have stayed up if we'd had James Beattie when we were in the Premier League, to be honest. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah when, yeah. when you consider how fine a margin
1: we were away from staying up anyway. And talking of new signings, just before this game, we brought in two more, because he, he signed a lot of players, Robson. Uh, one with Hugo Echiorgo, I think did turn out to be a really good signing for us, did mm. uh, And the other one was Lee Martin, on loan from Man United. I can't remember this guy oh, I had a season ticket this season, I can't remember this guy at all. So, was,
0: was well. This is so. There's two connections with our next league opponent here. Obviously, one is Brian Robson, of, yep. uh, you know made his name at Manchester United, and um, yeah, the other one is Martin on loan from Man United. So, was this his debut then? Uh, no, his debut was against Wednesday the week before. Uh, okay, so yeah, Lee Martin was a, a a winger who never really did it. Now, I, I put this to you. Uh, is Lee Martin our second best ever
1: loanee from Manchester United? <laughs> Obviously, Dean Henderson is the best one. I'll, I think, I'll give. I think Alex Notman might be a bit. I, I thought Alex yeah. Notman had a couple of decent games under Walnut, but I might be remembering that wrong. So here's the shortlist of ones that I could come up with. Uh,
0: so this is what going back 20 odd years, something like that. Yeah. Obviously, Dean Henderson, the undisputed number one. Yeah. Lee Martin, John Kofi, Coffee. I mm-hmm. can't yeah. remember how that was even pronounced. Michael Twiss. Oh, Shudder. James Wilson, uh who you know probably best known for coming on instead of Billy Sharp in the uh <laughs> best the <Army>. known. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Alex Notman. I I think you could make the case
1: for Lee Martin, uh, who played I think six games for us and mm. didn't score. I guess it says, it's quite cool because he were on loan at Ply- Plymouth and had a good season this year. I think they were like in and around the playoffs at this point. there were certainly above mm. us. Um, yeah, they were, well, they dropped down to 10th, but they were, you know, they, they were challenging for the playoffs at this point. Um, and he were on loan of them and he were like a bit of a star for them. So I remember like we got him like, oh, I've got this guy from Plymouth. He's been brilliant for Plymouth. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it never really happened for him.
0: No, and I suppose changing manager as we ended up doing a few weeks after this mm-hmm. game uh, probably probably kind of paid to that one as well. But yeah, if anyone, I mean, there, there's your shortlist, I reckon. Dean Henderson, Lee Martin, John Coffey, uh, Michael Twist, James Wilson, Alex Notman. If any, if I've missed anyone who you think deserves that second place on that list, mm. let me know. I think no, I think Notman is probably the best one because he scored. I think it was three goals in ten games for
1: us. Yeah, I, he... I do know that Warren wanted to sign him permanently, but uh, as he said in the program notes, we literally had no money. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to this game.
0: Uh, here are the teams. So for the Blaze, Paddy Kenny in goal. Uh, Lee Bromby at centre half with Chris Morgan. Derek Geary at right back. Gary Naismith at left back. Was he a new signing? Up? He must have been a new signing that season, Naismith. Yeah, I he thought. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another uh, investment of money. Yeah. Uh, in midfield, Gary Speed, Stephen Quinn, Keith
1: Gillespie, Lee Martin, we talked
0: about. Up front, Luton Shelton and John Stead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You we know, were uh, talking to, on the forums before this game about uh, strike force Hulsa just come back from injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, but had yet to score Beatty were injured Billy mm. Sharp st- at that point still hadn't scored you uh, remember he went on that massive run didn't he not scoring That's and right. the fans were really like saying look give Stead and Shelton or uh, Chad Weber were injured as well uh, give uh, Stead and Shelton a chance because they were only two who had not really had a long run in the team and uh, obviously they both scored so
0: yeah indeed well uh, the City team Joe Hart in goal Joe Hart obviously uh, was on the bench yesterday as well um, <clears throat> Vedran Ćorluka, uh, Nedim Nuha, Nuha, Anua. Yeah, of. I. Do you know? I think my pronunciation gets worse the more of these I do. These, but it's because of uh, me. I'm. I'm it, it is. I'm I, I, <laughs> I free, it's like stage fright. I'm like trying to, trying <laughs> to do you, Anua. Richard Dunn, Michael Ball, Ilano, a Brazilian international midfielder who was yeah. uh, very entertaining to watch. Uh, Gelson Fernandes, who went you know, to class, it? class as
1: their best player in the program, the the, the one
0: to watch. Uh, yeah. I think that was fair. Dietmar Haman, uh, Emil Impenza who I have absolutely no memory of, whatsoever, but, uh, strike, eh? Belgian striker. Belgian striker. Yeah, Martin Petrov and uh, England's Darius Vassell. So yeah. it's not a great Man City team at that point. I feel like they left a few players out. To be honest, uh, Sunji
1: High was on the bench for them. Yeah, been, Mike uh... Richards were there. I'm just looking at the squad now. Mike Richards were there at this point. Paul Dickoff was still there. What? Yeah, really. Paul Dick, you Casper Schmeichel. Uh Bly. Georgie Samaros, Samaros, shall I say. Uh and then someone will come on to it later, a certain Danny Storage as he's called here.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um but the goal that gives us the lead, the the, the infamous goal, I suppose, mm. from this game, comes in the twelfth minute and it is finished by Luton Shelton and it's obviously a um <clears throat> a shock goal against uh, against a you know a, a good Premier League team at this point yeah. by a pretty lame championship team. And it comes from Lee Martin going on a run and he crosses it in and Shelton knocks it into the goal and that's pretty much all there is to say about it. (laughs) (laughs) There is, of course, uh, I think it's about 1,500 blue and white balloons that have been distributed among the Man City fans and thrown on the pitch as you do, although I don't feel like you see this as much anymore, possibly as a result of games like this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they are filling the penalty area at this point. It's quite early in the game. It's only the 12th minute. And uh, Martin sort of sends in this low cross across the um, penalty area. It, it just bounces off a load of balloons. And to be honest, he, I've, you know, I've watched this goal loads of times, but it's hard to see which is the ball and which is the balloon. It really is. It? is.
1: Yeah, I've, I watched it back at, like this just because we knew we were doing this, and I watched this goal three times. And mm. I'm like. W- did- I don't even know if they went in. I thought the balloon had gone in. Imagine that! that I would never scored. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Um, but it ricochets off the balloons. Uh, Michael Ball completely, you know, misjudges it, and uh, yeah, comes to Shelton who knocks it in. And there's there's not really much outcry about it, is there? I think you know, even among the city fans, there's a bit of like you can see them just sort of a bit dumbfounded, as if like, oh, you know. Who would have yeah. thought that us
1: stupidly throwing loads of billions on the pitch might lead to our own downfall in this instance? It's interesting, by the way, the City took 7,000 that day, um, wow. which is an incredible amount, and there were only 20,000, just above 20,000 there. This yeah. being a season where we averaged over 26,000. Um, that is, yeah, strange. I wonder if that's just because we've been in such bad form. I think, and... it, yeah, well, on the forum, uh, on the S2 forum, people were saying... Well, the, stay away, the, the people who said they weren't going go to go while the Robson were thinking, they've made their uh, re- feelings mm. now. <laughs>
0: mm. So this goal, it wouldn't have counted now. And um, wow. it comes, I think, maybe a year before Liverpool and Sunderland and the Darren Bent uh, beach ball goal, yeah. if you remember that. Yeah. Where they, so that time a shot actually ricocheted in off a beach ball, I think, didn't it? Yeah. That, um, yeah. But yeah, from... Uh, as of whenever, I suppose, if the ball hits a hits an outside agent, now they have to uh, stop play. But yeah, very conspicuously, then popped all the balloons after that call. Yeah, but, yeah.
1: Um,
0: but it didn't stop them going two 0 down with a good bit of play down our right from uh, from Geary, who
1: I always uh, I always liked. I think yeah. we mentioned I think, him. In but I... This is last proper season Geary before injuries caught up with him. Cause he, he were out for a lot of this season as well. Just look at the program. Mm, I think it might
0: have been yeah, but his cross comes in and. Uh, it gets work to Stead, who uh, who sweeps it into uh, into the goal to put us two 0 up after 24 minutes. And yeah, I remember just being really shocked, to be honest. Even though it's not the strongest Man City team, but just mm. just how bad we'd been for the last uh, last month and a half, couple of months, that kind yeah. of thing. And um, yeah, then we, you know, to be fair, we defended really well in this game. I think um, Ilano went close with a couple of free kicks. Didn't he? Save. Yeah. There's a, there's a save by Kenny from a free kick where. Um, which is like raved about. I've seen on um all the, re- all the reports that I've well, Is that up. really?
1: I know which one you mean. Yeah, from the free kick.
0: Yeah, and and you see the crowd like giving a standing ovation. But what, I don't know if it's just the angle or something. But watching it from the sort of the south stand camera angle, it's like just a normal yeah. save. Yeah
1: I, yeah, I didn't I didn't
0: know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really strange. Yes, I don't know if it sort of uh, swerved loads or something like that around the wall, and you just can't tell from that angle. But um yeah that was that was pretty much the closest they came until three minutes into the second half uh old Sven brings on uh Danny storage as you correctly yeah identified. that's how he's known back then Danny storage yep. his, de- his, his league debut his debut weren't it eighteen year old Danny storage comes on for ilano and smashes in a phenomenal goal from yeah. a, a corner in the forty eighth minute where he, he sort of just like flicks it up of his thigh and then volleys it in off the bar yeah brilliant goal um and, yeah, he's, he's had a, a strange old career story, hasn't he? Obviously uh, massively affected by injuries. Danny's got um, injured, I used to call him. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's, he's a perennial, like, why don't we sign him while he's available yeah. kind of player as well. But, yeah, he, uh, he certainly scored some spectacular goals in his career and that was, a, that was a good start with a very lame celebration at the end of it, I yeah. suppose. Um, but we held on. I think uh, Morgan and, uh, and Bromby... Uh, you know, held for really well in central defence. One of
1: Bromby's last games,
0: this before he was sold to Watford as well. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know. that.
1: And yes, we held on to uh, sorry, go through. I say that Blackwell signed him back actually the season after. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> as he <you> do, <laughs> um, and we
0: held on to uh, knock out Premier League Man City and go through to the fifth round of the FA Cup. Did you know there were only six Premier League teams left in the fifth round draw? So that's out 16 yeah. teams.
1: Yeah. Is the is this the the Cardiff got to the final, didn't it, this year?
0: Yep. So, uh, yeah, I was about to say, you know, that, that all sounds, that's fun and stuff, that there's only six Premier League teams left, but then uh, it's also the reason you end up with Portsmouth-Cardiff
1: in the final. <laughs> I remember the same, got to the semi-finals, and um, I'll be genuinely, like, a bit bitter that... Barnsley were they were where are they? they they were poor anyway they weren't as good as us this season yeah
0: they were yeah.
1: yeah they were below us this season and they got to a semi final against Cardiff and you're thinking because we obviously went out the the round after to Middlesbrough mm-hmm. and you're just thinking oh, if we'd i mean Barnsley this is that run where they beat Chelsea beat Liverpool right? yeah and Liverpool away so they they, they deserved it and stuff but it was a really good opportunity actually to get to a cup final this.
0: Yeah, indeed. But, uh, yeah, as you say, we, we drew nil-nil with... Uh, well, actually, Robson had departed by this point. Yeah. I think uh, the Cup game against Middlesbrough, the fifth round game, uh, I think that was Blackwell's first game. That's right. In Th-
1: this was Robson's last win, actually.
0: Yes. Uh, so, let me just bring up the results. So, what happened next? We, we drew in Watford, 1-1 at home. Yep, then we drew away at Colchester, which I went to, I now remember. Actually.
1: Yeah, Luton Charlton scored in that one as well, yeah.
0: He did, he's got a really good goal in that one.
1: Um, then a couple of nil-nil draws, Gunford put on West Brom away and he was out. Yeah, and uh, Blackwell comes in, we
0: play Middlesbrough uh, at home and draw nil-nil. Um, we almost pulled off one of those spectacular, uh, the Blackwell specials, the two players run into each other yeah. accidentally on purpose. And then I think BT, did he hit the post? Or yeah, against... yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that's right, yeah.
0: Yeah, that would have been incredible if he'd actually scored that free kick, but it uh, wasn't to be. And then
1: we lost the replay with a, I think it was a Paddy Kenny-owned goal an extra time. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, awful game of football, but we did well. We were a lot better than we had under Robson. Robson in the programme that before this match said, uh, although we are disappointed by the Wednesday defeat, it was our first loss in four, which is <laughs> re- yeah. really... Yeah, but this is we'd also only won two out of the last eight, so he's sort of taking a picture there that it's not quite correct. And then obviously I mean his overall record, I wrote this down here. Yeah, his overall record, League and Cup there, so we had a pretty easy League Cup start as well. Play thirty-six, won thirteen, drew eleven, lost twelve.
0: Dear oh dear. Yeah.
1: That was it was not a
0: uh, not a great season that one at all and obviously gambled away quite a lot of finances as well um but Very yeah the... so this went on to manage thailand so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah it's, it went up in the world obviously
1: that's mad um, he literally he did he, he he left united and then joined thailand then I mean, was like thailand. ambassador in here sorry isn't he like ambassador the at ambassador man united, man united now, now, but this was really his last proper job in football yeah, such a terrible just... appointment.
0: It was, but it's. I remember being quite excited by it at the time. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, you know, readily
1: admit this was obviously wrong in hindsight. But what were the River Brian Kidding, you kid you thinking? Those two, wow, you know what I mean? We get get the the pulling power of Robson, the coach, and a kid. What can go wrong? Mm. Well, <laughs> yeah. but you done. I mean, let me get this right. So Robson had
0: been the manager. I think he'd been the manager of West Brom when they became the first team to um, escape relegation yeah. after being bought How many games on that day? season? Uh,
1: nine six, six? <laughs> yeah they stayed up with, with six wins so that, that there's that, hope even, for us yet that i don't know yeah that achievement got big dub massive like and it was it was good because they were bottom of the league and they came back but six wins come on <laughs> <laughs> i mean we should laugh because we're not getting to six wins. No, we, might get to,
0: yeah. we might not get to two never mind <laughs> six but you know i i
1: had memories of him being a good manager at Middlesbrough, I think. I think he, I got took, that right. he took Middlesbrough up for his first season and then they came straight back down. Then he went back up again. And right. and, he had, and the one thing I always remember him for is when he had to bring Terry Venables in. Can you remember this? Oh, God.
0: Yeah, somebody was telling me about this not that long ago, actually. Yeah, I've never known on.
1: that happened before. Basically, the manager's saying... "What You, you know like you said Wilder, what? You so you want Wilder to go on holiday. <laughs> mm, You're that, basically I think... sort of... Robson sort of... Conceded that he wasn't the manager, let Venables come in and then was the manager again after. (sighs) Strange. And then he went to Bradford where he, he, I think he lost something like 23 out of his 25 games. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: it was, you know, the peak of his managerial career was long gone. He wasn't old at this point, was he? When was it? 12 years ago? It'd have been 50, um, 51,
1: 52. Yeah, so he should have been his prime as a manager, really.
0: Yeah, but his uh his name is Mud in uh, this part of Sheffield anyway. It really is, yeah. As a result of that one. But
1: um uh, yeah, a that was a- sorry, just I've just uh I've read his autobiography. Uh and on, on the front page of his autobiography it says many thanks to Terry Robinson who was the chairman The chairman of Sheffield United at that point. Yeah. Mm. So, they obviously had a close relationship before he joined United, sorry. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, he, he just just he were manager at West Brom at this point. So they obviously hmm. knew each other uh, before he came in. Mm, well, that did not end well at
0: all. Um, on the bench for us that day, it didn't get on. Lee as you mentioned. Uh, Chris Armstrong as well. Uh, always liked him. So that must have been, what, uh, a season before we sold him to Reading? Yeah, it will have I been, guess. yeah.
1: Blackwell sold him to Reading, yeah.
0: Yeah. Kasper
1: Schmeichel on the uh, Man City subs bench. Yeah. Um, Another so one that, more footnote to this game is I don't know if you know this, but Manchester City wrote to the FA about the Bloom thing. Hmm, I did read this. Yeah, um, although it's yeah. a very
0: the article I read is very vague. There's no like, it's like uh, City believe they have like irrefutable case
1: that the game, you know, the goal shouldn't account, but it doesn't actually say what it yeah. was. <laughs> it's well, just I've got the statement here. It says uh, Manchester City have written to the FA voicing our concerns about how Sunday's FA Cup game at Bramall Lane was handled. <laughs> <laughs> the club are particularly concerned about the lead up to the first goal, which came as a direct result of a Sheffield United cross striking two balloons on the pitch. City had previously asked the fourth official, Mark Klattenberg, to remove the numerous balloons that were spread across Joe Hart's penalty area. Mr. Clattenberg told our coaching staff he had raised the issue with the match referee, Alan Wiley. However, Mr. Wiley's only action was to ask Joe Hart to help clear the pitch when play was at the other end. The club believe Mr. Wiley and his team should have stopped play and instructed Sheffield United staff and stewards to remove all obstacles from the field of play before returning to the game. They're right, and uh, the whether that was uh, you know definitively
0: in the laws of the game mm. at that point. It certainly is is in the laws now, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. They had a case. I'm just looking now. The man of the match on the uh, on the Guardian is one Luke Shelton. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, but
1: uh, yeah, who, who scored the famous Balloon Gate goal? Possibly is. Yeah, I um... think it's a memorable game. This, obviously, the Balloon Gate, but it's Brian Robson's best moment as a United manager, hmm. Luton Shelton's best moment in English football, I'd say. Yeah, that or getting destroyed
0: by uh, Gabriel Heinzer at Old Trafford and not getting oh, a penalty. Yeah, for yeah
1: him. he did. Yeah, that were fantastic. I thought he it would, it would be the best player of all time when I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. His, his goal record for Jamaica is 35-75. So I, I couldn't even think Jamaica play a lot of bad teams because that's almost a goal a game. Well, it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, over a goal so- a game. a oh, goal. Yeah, every other game, sorry. <laughs>
0: very very good return indeed I uh, should say with, uh, we can't really talk about Luton Shell and not just to mention he is of course uh, he was diagnosed with uh, ALS a couple of years ago wasn't he so uh, best wishes to uh, to him as yeah, he, uh, as, yeah. he, as him and his family deal with that but um yeah, there we go, mate. I think
1: uh,
0: any any other notes you want to mention about uh, about this particular game?
1: No, I had all the I had a lot of notes for this game, and I deleted them uh, somehow. <laughs> uh, by I, I, I've, I've copied and pasted in dead batch report from the Newcastle game <laughs> somehow <laughs> over <laughs> my entire note, so they've all been lost now. But <laughs> L- lost to the sands of time. Yeah. Well, from
0: one from one FA Cup game uh, returning. Uh, returning the timeline back to the present day to another one I'm so relieved we're, yes. we've got the FA Cup again next before we have to go through Man U and Man City and the rest and uh, yeah Plymouth Argyle at home and I, I just think uh, I, I I really hope that Wilder and the players are just realise what an opportunity this is to get to like the quarterfinals again yeah. this season yeah. and I hope we put, for you know, for whatever it's worth, I hope we're putting all our uh, eggs in the FA Cup basket, if you will, mm-hmm. because we're not staying up. It's all about pride in the Premier League now, yeah. and trying mm-hmm. try and not be the worst team of all time. But this is a great chance to, like, actually get far in the FA Cup and give us a, you know, a look. I know beating Plymouth's not like, yeah, like the greatest win ever. We'll be talking about this on a podcast in 12 years' time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it'd make me happy. Unless to someone get throws to a balloon election. on the
1: pitch, obviously. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So I'm. Uh, are you the
1: same same mindset? Like, you know yeah, Thank goodness we've got it, this game coming as up. Much, as much as I can look forward to games this season, and this, yeah, I've league. The league depresses me. It, it, even the Newcastle match. I didn't enjoy the Newcastle match simply because it were quite. It were nerve wracking, and mm. I thought, you know, I like might say that is a relief that that one win is now out of the way. And that sounds yeah. awful, but it is. So it's all about the cup. We're not going to win it, uh, you know. What I mean, it'd be, it'd be, mind you, who knows in this season. But yeah, I, I mean, like you say, the fact that we've got Millwall or Bristol next, there's a Bristol City next. That that's a really massive incentive. I'm not saying we're going to turn up and beat those teams because the way we're playing and stuff, and you know, the, the confidence. It's going to be a really tough game. But you can't really ask for much more. Fourth round of the FA Cup and then fifth round of the championship team, getting to the quarterfinals without playing a Premier League team. Can't ask for much more than that.
0: No. And, you know, ultimately from a sort of uh, moment by uh, moment to moment kind of thing, it'll be, you know, nice to see a game where presumably we'll create some chances and maybe we'll score some goals and, you know, end up with that winning feeling again. Mm. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it so much more than I thought I would be for Plymouth at home in the F Cup yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. If yeah. you told me that twelve month well, I think if you told me a lot of things twelve months ago, I well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure what what my brain would have done to handle it, to yeah. be honest. But this is, I guess, this is quite far down the list of surprising things that I would have thought 12 months ago. But yeah, it's certainly, uh, it's certainly on there. So yeah, I can't wait. Uh, in terms of like this, this what give me this game over any Premier League game yeah. for the rest of the season. They're playing, and, uh, they're playing tomorrow Plymouth as well. I didn't realize that.
1: So less. Rest. Yeah. <laughs> I say that again. Sorry. Less rest for them tomorrow because they're playing yes, tomorrow. So. Uh, and they've got the uh,
0: underway,
1: which is obviously difficult fixture so it's a, it's a big old trek that isn't it mm, yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's all coming together
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> perfect um, strongest team again presumably undoubtedly yeah undoubtedly play Bogle because I think we should have more of the ball um, I, I'd like to see like, more of attacking thing I'll get Osborne back in as well actually if he's, if he's fit
0: yeah uh, 50-50 on that I don't mind I think Ender's been slightly better the last few games I know Osborne did uh I thought Osborne was excellent against Newcastle and um, uh, Bristol Rovers, yeah. but I could be. Uh, I, I I almost want Stevens to get the uh, get the reps, as they say in yeah. American sport. To be honest, you know, get his uh, get his eye in against a, a less
1: strong opposition. So but that's the only up there as well. Actually, destroying the Plymouth back line. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the, that complex man. The complex man
1: himself. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: uh, McGoldrick as well. Let's get a few more goals from McGoldrick. Let's get him to double figures for the season. That's what I want to see. He
1: yeah, so. might get
0: McGoldrick double figures by the end of the month. What about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't we? We sound pretty arrogant for the worst <laughs> Premier League team. But it's just, I mean, come on, it's a it's a League One team. Like, what more can you ask for? It's uh, yeah. it is a great chance to progress if we play. Uh, as well as we did in the previous two games, I would say. So there yeah. you go. I think that's a, a fair, non-arrogant way of putting it. Uh, Plymouth managed by Ryan Lowe, who... He's the legend. To... Yeah, so I feel like I know more about... I feel like Ryan Lowe's a more significant uh, figure of not hate but dislike among United fans then I thought he only played for Wednesday for a couple of seasons didn't he and yeah. I don't remember him scoring him? against did
1: he, do, did he do anything when he went there MK Dons think... he played for MK Dons Every. Uh, he'll, he'll definitely score against us for MK Dons it all all comes back to MK Dons doesn't it I that for <laughs> MK time. Dons like it's just sort of, I mean they probably don't care about us but every see, every time I see that name it, just, it reminds me of a 1-0 defeat under Nigel Clough <laughs> every time just
0: played out again and again yeah. forever. Oh, excellent. Well yeah, I'm looking forward to that. We've got um you know we have now said goodbye to Spurs until we have to play them again. Um halfway through the Premier League season as I say we're so we we're, 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 we're counting down now and we I mean the, the main incentive I think for beating Plymouth is that then we get
1: another cup tie to look forward to. Yeah, so Yeah 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 yeah. It's why so, uh, on, on a 10 mile run. You're five miles in and it's, you're knackered, but there's a drink break coming up in the FA Cup. Uh, then you know you've got to go through the extra five miles, but you know this is just giving you a little bit of a boost. Ah, oh, that's, that's beautiful. I, that's like, a... I thought Yeah, on the on the spot that as
0: well. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's very uplifting. I was I was thinking more of this season's like essential surgery that uh, you have to go through and it's not going to be pleasant, but
1: it will be over at some point. Yeah, well, I, I think what Highfield Blade Officer 2 said. I still think we've got a chance to stay up. There's plenty more twists and turns to come. And I was like, there's been no twists and turns. There's just been <laughs> yeah. a one-way road to hell.
0: <laughs> Fabulous. That's a, I can't top that as a finishing line. So that is where
1: we'll finish it. Um, do you want to plug the view from Spurs yes. and the for, forthcoming view from Plymouth, I guess? Yeah, Spurs fans are not happy at all. It's quite, it is worth a read, just to the entitlement factor. <laughs> uh, that's com or at Panchero on Twitter. Top man, and uh, yeah, if you've got any other memories from the uh, the win over Man City
0: in the FA Cup in 2008, yeah. do tweet us at Panchero at Blades Pod, and uh, yeah, also way, did,
1: you th- you to- did you go to that match?
0: Uh, no, I watched it on Sky. I was, same here uh, and
1: I had like, say a season ticket, so I'm slagging these people off. Not going out with one of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was living 100 miles away. So oh, that's fair that was my excuse. That, Yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I suppose to be fair, I, I was doing the same the season before, we were in the Premier League, and I had a season ticket that season. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I just uh, I just bottled it this year, or possibly just thought it wasn't worth the money.
1: I went actually. to the Bolton game the the, the round before away. Uh, oh, David one. Carney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that came, that was massive. Bolton were really good at that point. Like, they were like top 10. And think Galladice was still manager, weren't they, at that point? So mm. really, really good win, that.
0: I'd love, we mentioned this, uh, was it last week? Yeah, it would have been last week. We were talking about how many Cup semi-finals we got to. I'd love to see how many times we beat a Premier League team uh, mm. in the FA Cup in the last sort of 20-odd years when we were not a Premier League team ourselves.
1: Yeah. Because it, it does feel like a lot. Oh, there's a lot. I mean, everyone used to call the Nigel Clus team the cup tarts, didn't they? Like, because that's an entire turn tars. off. Warnock obviously <laughs> had those cup runs as well. we must. Have, we definitely beat a few Premier League, Premier League teams in that. Yeah, Yeah,
0: yeah, beat, say, they, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There'll be a few, are not there, yeah? Aye, and
0: two this year as well, but uh, not a third, unfortunately, against, uh, against the Borough. But, uh, yeah, so let's just keep beating up League One teams next weekend, <laughs> please. That's... Uh, Let's start there, and we'll we'll see if we can progress up to championship in the next round, and then who knows, maybe maybe Premier League, maybe get another win over a Premier League team the, the round after that.
1: Just play the reserves every game now, and keep our best players for the FA Cup. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> what what reserves? Uh, well, yeah, that's we true. Right? <laughs> yeah,
0: that is this is what makes me laugh when people say like, "Oh, I don't want to see. I want to see the second string playing." I'm like, The second string are playing. Yeah, the yeah, second yeah, string yeah, is I, the yeah, first team at the minute. There. <laughs> what about in, actually okay final one um what about in goal against um against Plymouth
1: really difficult isn't it because you'd will it not Ramsdale even more by dropping him but at the same time he looks a wreck so I, I really really don't know what about you
0: I think just play him like I yeah I think at this point it's 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 pretty clear that um Verips and Fodderingham are not particularly highly thought of, apart no. from as emergency backups. And I think probably the fact that uh, they seem to, you know, replace each other on the bench week to week. There's very much not a clear like this guy is our number two goalkeeper, is there? Unless... No,
1: that's the thing. I mean, I've seen people say, "Oh, you've uh, you can't." No one's seen Verip or and play, uh, so how can you say they're not good enough? Well. You can't really, but just by the fact that they've not been given a single chance makes you think. I mean, someone put a good thing up yesterday, and again, we'll start start by slagging Ramsdale off and then by slagging Ramsdale off. (laughs) But someone put a good thing up yesterday about it it was a list of reserve Premier League goalkeepers. And to be honest, you'd you'd probably have them all above Ramsdale, or not all, sorry, a good 70% of them, the way Ramsdale's playing. The fact that we've got, Ramsey in goal, but the backups are probably going to like what League One standard. Hmm. It's again, it's I, I don't know. I think it doesn't look great on the on the uh, recruitment side of things, but who knows?
0: Yeah, we. I, I guess the hope is that uh, it's a good long term signing, but if you probably just want to win one game, I guess then, yeah, other other goalkeepers might give us a better chance yeah. at the moment because uh, yeah, it just it does just look a mess. But I would play him He's against players, Four like.
1: goalkeepers, four senior goalkeepers.
0: Is that, uh, is that that surprising? Because Moore was injured at the start of the I season. I suppose.
1: but I'm Sorry, it's not just surprising with the four goal key, but four and we've kept, we've kept one clean sheet. <laughs> <But laughs> yeah. Try all four of them at once. <laughs> <If> that <doesn't laughs> that, <again. laughs> maybe that, that
0: might help against Manchester United, I guess. Right, so <laughs> uh, the final bit of gallows humour for this week. Yeah, um, yeah we, we ended up talking for... Quite a long time about that Newcastle game, I suppose. So, yeah. thank goodness we decided to come up with a feature that allows <laughs> us to talk about a win every every week or a draw and a defeat, I suppose. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll finish there, mate. Thanks, uh, thanks for your time. Thanks, thanks to yes. everyone who's uh, tuned in, even though we were back to losing ways this week. I do, uh, I do appreciate your uh, your time and. Uh, your interaction on Twitter as well. So, yeah, thanks to everybody out there. And, uh, yeah, cheers very much, mate. Appreciate uh, appreciate your input as always and your effort in dragging yourself through another miserable Premier League game.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to watch the game uh, as I'm doing the pod next time because it's just that I'm going to have a long lie down now, I think. After
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to find something cheery. But, like, I don't know, Teletubbies on in the background or something <laughs> like that.
1: Uh, maybe, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've just reached the stage where uh, Teletubbies is, uh, has re entered my life. It's so <laughs> at really. This time it's all on YouTube and stuff. Ah, so, right. all piling I mean, out the episodes, I thought. Like, series 54 or whatever. <laughs> it's definitely, yeah. <laughs> the original writers have all left <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's not as funny anymore. <laughs> yeah i'm at the stage of like uh not really is it too too early for my uh, daughter to be watching television but like please can my daughter watch television yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. just stare at this box for 10 minutes please <laughs> enjoy <Sure>, you not, games that's that's when you've got anyway. <laughs> yeah, it definitely will yeah all right mate thanks very much and i'll uh,
1: i'll catch up with you later cheers mate thank you Thank you.